Hello, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to <laughs> Mommy, Mommy Trauma. Trauma. All right, so we have been gone for two weeks. My mom went to New York for her trip and then was just exhausted and recovering from that and then got sick a week later, so we apologize for our absence. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we were in uh, New York with my sister and celebrating her 50th birthday, which was a treat and enjoyed plays, a play to Hamilton and lots of museums and had a great time. So sorry that it took so long to get better though. We, I did come back with a cold and um, thought it was COVID, but luckily it wasn't. So uh, three tests later, I <laughs> found out it was not COVID. <laughs> so um, it took, took a minute for me to get my voice back, but it's here. So it's here, it is loud today. And we've also had some discussions about some of the things we want to talk about and it's not an easy discussion. I know I know you probably saw my last reel about run away as fast as you can. If you have something you don't want to talk about, well, that's kind of what I did, ran away, because we had a discussion about talking about some trauma that happened, and we didn't agree on it. And it's really hard to um, figure out how we share these hard moments with you guys, the audience, and, and do it in a way that we both feel heard and respected and that um, we're... Um, relaying our own feelings because it, things can be perceived that are a certain way and and um, it just it's important to talk about it and be able to say what exactly what we felt so we're going to kind of go into that and it's going to be a, probably a hard one for me I had a little tears and 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 because I'm not a perfect mom and I have made mistakes <laughs> sorry And it's hard to admit to those mistakes or to um, explain where those mistakes were not to be harmful or hurtful, but they still do hurt. And so I'm sorry to cry, but I'm here no, to I share. For <laughs> we're here to share um, those real moments and, and the things that were hurtful and hard for us so that we can help or try to help those that are having relationships with family and their kids and and that they can try to communicate or be able to be open to hearing those things that our kids have to say. Sometimes they're hard and sometimes we are hard in the way that we express ourselves. So this one's a tough one. Yeah, I think that's um, one thing that we talked about was Sometimes when I'm discussing trauma with my mom, it's like I'm talking about a version of you that exists 10, 15 years ago, whatever it may be. And sometimes she takes it as if I'm um, talking about you now. I think you take it very personally, which is normal as a human to take things personally. But I do want to differentiate between who my mother is today compared to who she was then, which was not a bad mother in any way, shape, or form. Right. However, the things you know now are much different than what you knew then. True. You were going through your own traumas then, and now that I have that understanding and that perspective, I feel way differently about things. However, when I'm talking about my trauma, I'm talking about who you were in that moment, and I don't want you to take things so personally and to feel like I'm criticizing who you are as a human now, because... I know. It's very different. I know. With uh, with all of our discussions, especially recently, um, it's words that were used and um, it's in, in a disagreement or agreement that I can't see myself saying the things that Bria heard. And, and so it's hard. But 
being open to maybe that is something that was experienced in that um, those were the words used out of anger or hurt and so I'm trying to um, explain what I was feeling back then and what she's trying to tell what she's her experiences were so we're trying to come to an agreement or it's not even agreement we both experience things differently and can't go back to the 15 years ago what really happened or, or if what did happen and I've forgotten because my memory's not as good either so mine either so we do know what we felt and what we thought was said and so we'll never know but we do know that no matter what it was trauma and so that trauma is something we're trying to work through and um and heal so yeah and let's just talk about the specific right instance that happened um I my mom brought up how you know trauma possibly looks different for everyone and how she thought that um her slapping me in the face was traumatic for me when actually when she brought up that memory I did not remember being slapped in the face that is not what I would consider to be a traumatic moment in my life and not no kid deserves to be physically touched or harmed in any way however at that time in the world that we were living in a slap here and there to a kid was not abnormal and I do think that I probably deserved it if I got it because I never was touched or was never spanked not really I was pretty I was let off pretty easy with everything so for me your brother was spanked yes sorry Zach Um, for me being slapped in the face for I think calling you the b-word or something that was not traumatic probably because I felt a lot of guilt and shame about it and knew that that's not how I should have been speaking to my mother but I brought up my most one of my most traumatic situations that happened was we were driving in a car together and I remember being angry I don't know what about I don't know the details of how I was feeling but you know 15 16 year old girl with emotions and being in the closet and all the other emotions that come with being a teenager I'm sure I was upset about a couple of things and I remember my mom um throwing down the what it was called the visor the visor mirror mirror Mm -hmm. in the car and telling me to look at my face and I think that I remember her saying look at how black your eyes are you look evil That was my experience of that moment, and it was so traumatic to me because at the time we were very active in church. I was very active in church as well as, you know, I was a leader, a leader in like the young women's program in the LDS church. And for her to point out the blackness of my eyes and to say something like that felt so um, hurtful. It felt like it was intentionally hurtful. I felt like she thought I looked evil because I was angry and it was impactful in that moment. I felt humiliated and I felt like it was not okay for me to feel feelings. And it's something that I've carried in my life for, I mean, for forever until now to where I make it a point to make sure people know that every single emotion that they feel is appropriate and it's okay. And I like, I let people express anger in any way they see fit. And I felt like in that moment, my mom was was not telling me, but um, showing me that it was not okay to feel anger. And um, because of the way I looked, you know, it, it wasn't appropriate. It didn't feel like she cared about my real emotions that were happening at that time, whatever they would have been. And Which I do. And I... 
hear what Bria's saying, and this is the hard part for me, and this is why it's taken a long time to talk about this, is that um, the word evil and saying someone has dark eyes is really hard for me to accept that I said that. So it makes me really sad that that's what was said or that was what was heard because I don't believe I said that, but um, it is what it is. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to take it as the truth. And, um, and she knows how I never have thought Bria's evil ever. I think you know that. Yes. I hope Do you, you want to share why that was so triggering for you to hear that? You don't have to get detailed, but I think it, yeah. because it hit you so hard that I said that, I think it's important to talk about where that trigger for you came from and why you're so adamant that you don't feel you would have ever me, said that. Yeah, to me, the, um, the word evil is not a word I use in my vocabulary. And I don't believe people are evil. I don't believe in calling anyone evil. I don't believe in saying cuss words. I do cuss sometimes, but I don't say the F word and I don't say the C word. There's a lot of words that I know if someone were to say, you said this, I would say, no, I didn't. And I could stand firm and say that I didn't say that because I don't ever say that. And so for me, that was the word evil. But um, I was told that I was evil. When I was younger, I was told I was evil. When I left the church and when I was younger. So I knew I wasn't evil. I knew that I was on my journey finding what I thought was true and what was right out there. And so, and I know I love my family and um, some friends, my mom's friends, um, shared that and said that they thought I was evil because of my makeup. I wear a little line on my eyes and because of me not accepting what their truths were and what they were doing in their life at that time. But it's hard to go into. There's so much more to discuss here because um, my family's been through some trauma as well with my mom and my dad getting divorced and some of the friends that my mom had in her life. And so um, that's a word I try never to use. And so it was really hard to hear Bria say that that was a memory of hers. In fact, it was one of her worst memories. So um, I'm going to accept that I said that even though I'm sad and hurt that if that came out of my mouth that that ever was said because I love you and I don't ever want you to feel like I ever thought you were evil because I never have thought that and um, so this is why this is a hard one to talk about but it's important to talk about and share what we really feel and uh, to accept that this was something that was traumatizing for Bria and that um should never be said. You should never call names. You should never say anyone's anything but beautiful, loving, kind, especially in your family. So, well, I think that's really unrealistic. It's a very unrealistic expectation of yourself and of other people to think that conversations are always going to turn out perfect and everyone's going to be called sweet, flowery names and it's not real. These hard conversations happen and name calling happens and it's not a healthy way to communicate, but it's a way that a lot of people know based off of people that they're emulating and examples that they've been shown and passion being triggered, reacting. So 
I'm, I don't think it's like not that no one should ever be called names. I think it, it's going to well, happen. I don't think they should be called evil. I think that's uh, like we said. That's a that's a trigger for me, and so and for some and people, for some people, because yeah. when you grow up with a religious background, obviously there's a lot of background that comes with that. There's a lot of belief systems about what evil means. Right. So yeah, even even if you didn't say evil, even if it was just the blackness of my eyes, like that that I remember that too. Like, that being a comment, like even that being said, of course there's going to be there's so much more that comes with it than just the word. That word may not be triggering to some people who didn't grow up with religion right. or heaven and hell and all of that. Right. And I also think being a teenager and being an in the closet teenager you know, already having so many insecurities about, you know, where am I going to end up or if I'm loved or am I messed up because I'm gay? Did God make a mistake and all of that, which now I do not believe whatsoever, (laughs) nor do I care about religion at all. Um, I respect religion, but I don't care about, you know, Christian religion for myself. I don't Mm -hmm. um, believe in that anymore. But at that time, it was so real to me, and I had so much guilt and shame just for being who I was. And I think that that also plays a part in why, you know, I may have had so many feelings that came up in that moment. And also, um, we talked about why it may have been triggering for both of us was the anger. So even the fact that my mom brought up what my face looked like when I was angry that's a really triggering thing for me when people um, talk about how I'm, how my face looks or what my voice sounds like when I'm expressing an emotion. That's something that's triggering to me now. Right. And I think it's because what we talked about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago is that my mom and I have very different feelings about what the emotion anger means, what it looks like, what it sounds like. Um, what it is and what we discovered was that we have very different interpretations of it and my mom views angry as rage and scary it's a scary rage and me I view anger as just a normal emotion whether you're throwing a temper tantrum or screaming or whatever I think anger is a normal emotion that people feel and it um, ma- usually masks like hurt internal right. hurt so I, I just I think that too yes it's just hard with the word anger I don't like to be told that I am angry when I'm not angry and so that's something with the face too the face can look angry and you're not angry you can be in pain or you can be hurt or you can be tired and I know that sometimes people call it a resting b face b face but um, I know that end. I've had that before and so for me I didn't know like I looked mad or angry upset at people at times but I started to notice in my 40s probably when that my face gave off a different interpretation of what I was feeling. And so that's something that Rhea and I also talked about is that interpretation of, of what the face is expressing isn't always what someone feels. And so um, I was telling her, like, with the, the face thing, when I pulled down the, the um, visor to show her, I felt how angry she was to say that I felt like she looked angry and was being angry. Um, she said that was to humiliate. And I know that that was the result they did humiliate, humiliate her and that that's not okay and that wasn't my purpose or that's wasn't wasn't what I was trying the intent was not to humiliate but that's what it did so my intent was I told her as we spoke this today and and last week I had done that to my little nephew he had 
and was looking angry and mad and pouting back in his chair. And so I took a mirror and I showed him. I'm like, look at you're angry. So I, I said, I said, look. And then I said, let me see your smiley face. And then he put, he saw his face and how his face was portrayed, and it wasn't what he wanted to show. So he changed his cute little face to a smile. And then I thought that helped things, but that is not what it did. I've also done it to my husband as well when he was upset with me and showed him how um, his facial expression also looked so angry that I don't think he knew how angry he looked at me. And so I tried to show him what he looked like. And that's what I, my intent was to show Bria what I was seeing and that it felt like she was very angry at me. And, and But that's not that's not what happened and so it did cause trauma for my daughter and so um, that I'm taking responsibility for and seeing um, how sorry I am because it's not to humiliate even though that's what I ended up doing it's not to humiliate it's to um, try to the better thing to say would have been Bria I feel like you're very upset or I feel like there's something that's deeper. Is there anything that you want to bring? Or is there anything that's bothering you right now? Like, why are, are you feeling upset? So it, instead of addressing it, I tried to stop it by showing her her look in the, in the mirror. And that's not the way to handle things because that actually hurt her worse. So that's yeah. what we're learning. <laughs> so yeah, address the problem there in the moment and talk about what is it that person's feeling so that you can get through those times yeah and that's something that we just talked through today because my mom's like well what should i have done or what could i have done and my problem isn't necessarily like the whole scenario i think that in that moment i felt in that moment and other moments because anger has been kind of a, a touchy emotion in our family like not knowing if anger was okay to show it didn't feel sometimes that it was okay to be anything but happy or you know respectful kind whatever um one of the things uh, <laughs> I completely forgot what I was saying what? what I lost my train of thought I give it up. wasn't okay to be angry in our home and that's true it, it felt it, like it that. felt like it was something it that's like not that okay sometimes. because I'm not comfortable with anger I feel like when it comes to communication, when the anger comes up, it's hard for me to, I feel attacked and it's hard for me to get through the communication part. So I am not comfortable with anger. I've been around too many people that are too angry and it turns to rage and it turns to pulling out a gun violence. or violence. And so my, my husband um, has anger. I have anger. We all have anger. That's a natural emotion to feel. So, but I'm not good with communicating in anger and so um, I have been angry and I have expressed anger plenty of times but it's the anger when it's towards me I feel like scared and I shut down and I don't want to um, address those things until we've gotten to a place that's a little more calm and so um, I'm not used to seeing my dad angry in my family growing up I know that we get spankings and we were um, disciplined uh, but we weren't um, screamed and yelled at growing up. So I'm not used to that. And so it's not something that's effective in our home or with me. So Yes. But I know it's a natural emotion. And I know it's something that children and teenagers and, and everyone should be able to feel. And that's okay. I just, when I look at my children, when I felt they were angry with me, I do feel it comes from hurt and pain. And I do, 
that's where I go. I'm like, oh, they're hurt. I've done something or something's going on in their life that has that has them feeling upset. And it's usually um, me or my husband have done something to make that happen. So Or other things. Or other you things, know, your right. Your kids in 40 hours plus a week at school going through stuff. So right. I think it's more normal now to have conversations with your kids and to you know, ask what's going on in their day-to-day life. But our generation, 90s kids, 80s kids, and before, it's like that wasn't a normal thing. And maybe some families did, but I know our family, it wasn't a normal thing to come home from school and to talk about our feelings and what's going on. And there's just so many different factors that could play into that, Right. I think. Right, I agree. But I do think it's great that we had a triggering moment because we do have a lot of great conversations working through our feelings. We talk for hours about it and, and it's like when it's not going anywhere, it's like why are we having, what's the purpose of this communication to, to get to that peace that we can feel like you feel heard. Mm-hmm. I feel that you understand where I was coming from and you hear me and that we can both take responsibility for our actions and also take someone for their word like I was not angry at Bria at that moment even though that's probably how it felt did you feel that I was angry with you I don't remember and this is something that we talked about today and I do want to address it since we're on camera too is that it's not so much about the minute details of the event that happened I don't think that it's fair to ask anyone to perfectly recall what happened 10, 15, two days ago even. I don't think it's fair. I think our minds trick us. I think that we make up things that serve us often. So I don't know what I was upset at. I don't know what triggered me. Like I said, there's many things that could have happened as a teenager, many feelings that could have happened. It it doesn't matter the details of why the emotion was there. Right. And I don't like to get into things like that, whereas my mom kind of wants more of an explanation of like, exactly what I was feeling and what was happening. I'm just like, that's not realistic to expect from someone. And I would be lying. I'd be lying if I told you what I was mad at. So I'm not going to lie and say this is what happened. I don't know. What I remember was that in that moment, I felt humiliated. And what it taught me going forward in my family and in relationships was that anger is not an okay emotion. And if I feel angry, I'm going to be humiliated. My feelings are not worth hearing. My voice is not worth hearing if I'm passionate or if someone interprets me as angry. And I think there's also a lot of sensitivities there as a black woman. Angry black woman is definitely something that people think of often. So I have totally had people say that I look like a bee or whatever when they first meet me based off of my face. And for me, like, I just, I don't care. I don't care what my face looks like. It's really important for me when I'm feeling something and when I am choosing to trust someone enough to convey my emotions, that they listen to what I'm saying more so than judge how I'm looking and and how I'm uh, coming off. You know, if it's if I'm coming off wrongfully or like I'm attacking someone, yes, of course I want to know that and I need to check in with myself and make sure that I'm conveying myself correctly, but I don't care what my face looks like. And it's I don't okay. care if people judge me based off my face. I care about being heard. You're, I care about my voice mattering to people. Right. And it's okay to be angry and to express those feelings. Yes. Too. And, and it so is okay. you're more comfortable with ex- using that emotion to, to communicate. Yes. Right. Ish. I don't feel like I get angry a lot. I think I can get Excuse passionate. Me. I think I can be irritated. There's just such passionate. a range, yeah. you know? Yeah, there is. Like, I'm not angry. 
very often that people it takes a lot to get me there and often when I'm angry I'm quiet like that's when you need to worry yeah, it's like quiet I is get quiet you're right and then when I'm triggered or when I'm reactive that's when I'm loud and explosive passionate. more passionate but and that's I think that's what my thought was earlier that went it just went away um was that emotions have different definitions for every single person and us right. talking about this instant just had us understand different definitions about the word angry and the other emotions upset whatever it may be that's a synonym to the word angry like there is a large range and it's important to ask people you know what does angry look like for you what does this emotion look like for you and ask them how they feel ask them to describe how they're feeling so that we're not assigning you know meaning to everything that's what we were trying that's where we were um discussing it's like i didn't feel angry at my children i felt I've said sometimes I've been upset, sometimes I've been disappointed, sometimes I've, I've um, been sad, but when it comes to my kids, I haven't had that anger towards my kids, even though they have felt that. I don't feel like I've been angry at my children. She has felt that I've been angry at her, yes, for sure. For so sure. that we're not talking about that, but I've told her that's not how I felt. That's not how I feel towards my kids. Even anything, I feel that as a mom, that... I was able to just love and see a deeper that the anger was hurt with my kids. And so I don't, I don't know. So yeah. I don't feel angry at my children. I don't um, react, even though there's probably times that I have, I'm just saying, I don't yes. remember tapping into anger and saying that I was angry at my kids. But we learned that you also equate angry with, with rage. rage. Like I'm not rageful so, towards my kids. I don't feel yes. like beating my kids. I don't feel like hurting my kids. I never have felt that. And yes. in fact, I feel guilt when I get um, upset with them or I get disappointed by them. I feel guilt. And so that's not something I like to tap into. So that's not something I want to tap into. I, I have yeah. tapped into it, but I haven't felt a lot of anger towards my children. So And we talked about how different it is. Like, to feel angry at a child is very different from feeling angry at another adult who is intentionally hurting you. Even with family, I have gotten angry at you. So I could say the same thing. Like I've never been angry at you as in like you intentionally were harmful to me and I like felt hatred or whatever. But there, there definitely is a difference between when people are intentionally harming you or trying to hurt you. Right. And when a child is angry or whatever, experiencing emotions, yes, that's totally different. And that's where one of our disconnects was, was that she was talking about that differentiation of the intent behind it. You right. know, she never was intentionally upset at her kids and like held on to that. She may have been, I have been upset with how we showed up yeah. in that moment. But yeah. I felt it's... upset and angry at my husband, but I just have not felt that with my children because there's this love that encompasses having kids that is so different. So for me, I detach from the anger. I've been upset or I've been disappointed, but I've not been angry like I have been with my husband or with other relationships in my life, like with my sisters or, yeah. or people that have let me down or adults or yeah. that don't let me down. I, my sisters don't let me down. They're great. <laughs> so please don't hear that. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I think anger for me is not an okay emotion, even though I need to get, I'm not okay. Like my sister once invited me to go to this room and to break things and get angry and to do it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't want a part of it. It's not something that will make me feel good. It's something that makes me feel worse when I tap into that emotion. So it's not something 
I was comfortable with, and that's just me. So that's another thing. Like, I just don't want to go there. She's got to tap into it. Maybe I need to tap into it, but I don't want to. I had enough of it in my own um, marriage in the beginning. We've had a tumultuous marriage, as you know, in the beginning of our marriage, as we've discussed. And my husband and I uh, had a lot of anger and hurt and built up feelings, and I just don't want to feel that anymore. And so um, I like to stay in the harmonious and peaceful state and happy state and I know that's not um realistic as well yes. either, but that is that is know. your normal that I think that you pretty much live there but I definitely obviously I feel so you experience all of the emotions for, oh, sure. for sure even yeah. recently and for me yeah. like anger towards a human do I want to be like smashing stuff no it's embarrassing it, it makes people feel scared and I have been that person who reacts and who you know, gets physical, like, with stuff. Like, I've totally been there before when I was the type of person who just stuffed and stuffed yeah. and then exploded. Yeah. For sure, I've played that role of, you know, scary abuser, and it's shameful. It's a horrible feeling. Nothing feels better afterwards. But I think of anger, and, and really any emotion is energy. I mean, that's what our emotions are. They're mm-hmm. literally energy within our body. So for me, smashing stuff, like, I'm there for it because... It expands all of that, but there's also other things like exercise. For people me, can be in, yes, exercise amazing. If you're feeling upset, that's what I've most recently been into when I get really upset. It's exercise, go for a run, art, like painting, whatever it may be. There are ways to um, use that energy in a positive way, other writing. than explosiveness, mm-hmm. writing or scribbling, whatever it mm-hmm. is. But for me, like I love to smash some stuff, and those smash rooms are the best things that ever been invented oh, to I, me. Yeah, and I, I have it. not been yet, but... I get it. just wouldn't do that so for me. Right? Yeah. It's so expensive. Right. For me, like, you're like, I'm scared someone's getting hurt. I'm, someone's going to get hurt. Or I'm going to hurt myself. On. Yeah. I mean, I just think of the worst case scenario what could happen. So, yeah. And that's probably what I do, too, with anger. I think of the worst case yes. scenario where this can lead to someone getting a gun or someone getting so upset that they shoot at each other. You know, like, it happens in everyday lives with a lot of family members. It's happened to some of our family members. So... It is scary. So yeah. for me. And so yes. that's why I don't like to go near that. And I, I totally understand that. I get why it's a trigger for you. And mm-hmm. it's something that I've seen my entire life. I know that, you know, sometimes even passion, if I start speaking quickly or if my voice is not very low, like what, you will start are... to shut down or start to, you know, feel defensive, feel like you need to defend yourself. And I yeah. know the difference between when you're feeling open and when you're not closing down mm-hmm. for me it's like i will try to remain as i don't know i want to say calm but neutral. level neutral as possible but i think i do think it's okay it is okay i want to say for people to get passionate yes for people to start speaking faster it's okay for you to Have you know emotions. for your voice to raise i'm not talking about screaming but it's okay for your demeanor to change when you're passionate about something or when you're communicating your feelings i agree and i think that's one thing that you know we're learning throughout our relationship now is like before if that happened i felt like that shame would come up like you're you're being too passionate or you're being too aggressive or whatever those comments could be made if i was acting that way and now it's like you let me be me and i i don't I don't like lower my voice or stop the way I'm feeling because I think it's important that when I'm passionate that I share my voice. And that's something for me, like at a very young age, 
not feeling heard, not feeling that my voice mattered, growing up in a... That you couldn't talk to us. Yeah. yeah. Well, not just with you guys, but in the world. Yeah. Growing up in primarily white areas where I'm the only black person. Like that. Constantly feeling like eyes are watching you. Like instantly I'm being judged as dumb or whatever it may be just for the way that I look. Right. I... It is so important to me to have my voice heard, and I make sure that wherever I go, like, I take up space. No one's going to make me feel small. No one's going to take my voice away. I love so, your space. I know. You let me take up space, and I appreciate that, and you even celebrate me taking up space. And you, too. You're taking up space, too. You're learning how to use your voice more. I'm proud of you for that. It's not always easy. It's scary sometimes, but you're doing it. I'm a very private person, so this is very hard yeah. to be here. <laughs> but um, it's here. I'm here to help heal our relationship, and hopefully, other people yeah, can relate other people and tools. maybe understand that they can let go or, or admit more things that they do wrong or that are hurtful to their children that they can um, heal some of those traumas. So. Yeah, just being open to hearing people's traumas, like we've said in previous episodes, like. You don't have to acknowledge everything. You don't have to receive everything as truth, but it is important to hear it. Hear people's truth if they're important to you. If it's a relationship worth working on, I don't think every relationship is worth going through these hard conversations, but if it is for you, then take the time to listen to what people say, listen to their experiences and hear them. Acknowledge what resonates with you, and it can be extremely healing. Like we've learned a lot about each other mm-hmm. how we interpret things what we think about anger how what we feel about things what words are triggering what, how we define them and what words are triggering yeah, yeah. Right? what emotions are triggering or what i think we're learning with time and 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 communication that there are effective ways of communication so bria knows with me um to be a little bit Don't more swear or <laughs> Uh, is it's not even the swearing as much as the feeling yeah. to me. Like if I feel um, that I'm being misunderstood or that you think that I'm one way and I don't feel that way. You know, it's just yes. being able to communicate what I really feel and be able to talk about that. And then you come out and say what you really feel. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and a- acknowledging that I understand what you're saying I think is important too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we talk in circles Mm-hmm. And it's For like, I understand what you're saying, and I'm saying this, and I understand what you're, you know? And it's necessary it sometimes is. to talk in circles and to go through the hard bouts of the conversations. There's ups and downs. Our conversation today, it. like, it's lasted two weeks on and off. Like, mm-hmm. And I, like I ran away from it for a while. <laughs> no, yep. We're here, and we're here, and I'm going to take responsibility for it, and... and um, Say that I've done things that are hurtful to my daughter and to my son and to my family and, and to others, and that we're working through it and we have to take some accountability. Whether we agree 100% with something or not, the feelings that are that my daughter is so gracious to let me in and to know that she felt that's a privilege that she's opening up to me and allowing me to try to heal that. And so that's where I want to be. I want to be in a space that I believe my daughter and I hear her and I want to heal it. And I am asking now with a lot of our conversation now, okay, what could I have done differently or what, what would be the answer to this? What helps 
heal it because I can hear your pain, but I also want to know in the future, how do we fix it? But I, and that's what I was talking about earlier. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about what you could have done differently because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause if you could have done differently, if you could have, um, known better as far as like how to speak to me or how to talk about emotions better you would have done it yeah so for me i don't have any can't go to the past yeah and say, i don't like to live there done. i don't like to say you should have done this you could have done this it's just that moment was traumatizing i don't feel like you do those things so i think that if the behavior were still happening we could have that conversation but i don't think you need tips on what you could have done better when i was 14 yeah <laughs> you could have done a lot okay. better so i could have done a, i could have done a lot better as a 14 year old i'm sure and we it was what it was it is what it is so it goes it's all perfect i think that all of our traumas are perfect for who we are for what we're here for or whatever purpose you choose for yourself i think it's all perfect we're able to have this conversation. Maybe the whole point of that was to moment in the this, car was to have this conversation. I don't know. And to heal this moment that you know I would never, ever want you to believe that I ever thought you were evil because I never thought you were evil. Yeah. In your deepest, darkest moment or in your most angriest time of your life, I've never felt you were evil ever. And I don't so, think that you've ever believed that. Yeah. I think that sometimes we say things that are hurtful. In the moment, I think sometimes we react, whether you said those exact words or not, whatever. I'm not attached to pinning you down on that. I'm just saying, like, sometimes reactions are what they are. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I necessarily thought my mom believes this truth about me. Good. Because that's, that's what I don't hurts feel the most. It's like, I wouldn't say that. If I never felt that about you. you were, yeah. If that yeah. were the case, I'm sure a lot of people thought I was evil for different reasons, mm. being gay, whatever it is. That's not, I don't even you. care about that. Yeah. I don't think about that. Yeah. But I think that, um, our next episode, we should definitely go into talking about how like these moments, different traumas are so different for every kid. That's one yes. of the things that came up for us. Like when her, when she was talking about the slap, I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't really remember. And I don't really care that I was slapped. It's, it is what it is. Um, but it's different for every child. It could be one time you said that was stupid and that stuck with your kid. It could be, you know, your parents saying... My mom said, sorry, mom, I love you. She said, you'd be beautiful if you lost some weight. Yeah. So that stuck with me for so long. And it's something that she's so sorry about. She said, I'm so sorry. And, and But there are little things we do as moms that we make mistakes and we say things in flippant way that shouldn't be taken the way it's yeah. said but it's something that I know my mom loves me no matter who I am and what weight I'm at and I love myself no matter who I am or what weight I'm at and so um it just took a long time to know that I was okay um as a little girl so you know because yeah. I fought my weight and I still do fight fight my weight all all my whole that'll be another whole episode too of, of the weight thing but yes and and things that i've said to bria as well like her being yeah, that, skinnier that so trickles down it trickles down sure. right so that's another episode as well so yes look forward to our next episodes yeah it's different for every kid so i do think it's important to ask your kids if you want to work on stuff like ask your kids what what traumas do you have or what's stuck with you or what's something that you feel we can work on Perceive. how can we be closer yeah, like, I know that I've hurt you. Can you please share some of those intimate moments that you've had that I've hurt you? And being open to receiving it and not really um, 
fighting back like I kind of did recently about the evil comment. Um, just normal just to be defensive. To yeah, 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 I think it, sometimes that defense comes right up and it can stop it too. So it stopped our communication for a while. And so with that subject, but um, I think just being open to hearing what our kids have to say is is going to start important. that healing process, right? Yes. And hopefully we'll be all healed. <laughs> it's a lifelong journey. It is a lifelong journey. I just <laughs> want to say for the parents out there mm-hmm. in receiving that, it is heavy, I'm sure, as a parent to hear any type of traumas or anything that's affected your kids. But it's so important to... So important. We to, say that a lot. <laughs> so important. So important. Yeah. So important, though, seriously, to have compassion with yourself, to know that at any given time as a parent, you were doing the best you could with the tools that you have. And to not... I mean, probably going to take it personally, but to try not to take it as personally. Just hear it. Hear it come out and know that... You were enough. Right. You and did. You're doing the best that you can. And to just love. Um, yeah, it's imperative to just love yourself first for all the mistakes and everyone. I've made so many mistakes in my own life and in my own marriage and in my own families. Me too. And so, <laughs> and so love yourself first. Forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made because we yes. all do. And Forgive then yourself. You can love in a more... In a greater capacity. And so I'm grateful that my children are teaching me every day how to love. My husband's taught me that with, with so many lessons that I can share through. Yeah, but um, I'm grateful for this platform. And I hope it can help others in their relationships with their kids and, and being able to be open to all the hurt and all the pain so that you can heal. Yeah. But that's our, all the healing. Healing. Yes. It's yummy. Heal it, seal it, throw it away. Right? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Heal it, seal it, throw it out. Throw yeah, it out. Throw we're, it out. We're doing that generational trauma healing. Right. One relationship at a time. So. Exactly. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for hearing our our six. baggage. <laughs> number six episode. Number six. Episode six. And we will see you guys next week on Mommy Trauma. Bye. Bye.